It's Abilis Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network. Back at Action Live. It was best of the B-List last week. Of course, you can catch all the B-List archives at mbr.org. Ryan Palmer in studio with us this week for the vacationing Dave Wing. Now joining us, and I, I guess I can say this is like the last week I can I can introduce you in a certain way as, as the sports director uh, up at Fox <laughs> up at Fox ABC Maine. John Alba joins us now. John, how are you? I'm well. Good. Bittersweet, but I'm well. Well, yeah, it's good. Yeah, everybody, everybody comes here. I think. And I think they're always surprised at how much they fall in love with the area when they're here, regardless of how they feel about it. Like some people might come here and think I'm going to be here forever. Some people might think, hey, I've got this job and I'm going to go somewhere else eventually. And that's all good. But I think everybody is amazed at how much they fall in love with this area once they do move here. Yeah, you know, it was definitely... I know I don't I don't want to go as far to say as oh well it was such a weird culture shock for me or anything like that because like I, I did live in New England prior to this but um, you know I think I think what really was the most quote unquote surprising thing for me was just seeing how much people care about their local sports. I, I come from an area of the country where really nobody cares about local sports. You know they're only caring about the pro teams and that's really about it. So when you go to a place where People do care about the local sports. Uh, I think it puts things into perspective for you, and it's pretty cool to see athletes at the high school level, the college level, get superstar treatment. You know, I always have this ideology that if I can make uh, a classy field hockey player feel like Andre the Giant for a single night, then you know I've done my job, and, and I think that's one of the unique things that covering sports in Maine presents itself to. Talking with John Alba, and uh, do you have a favorite? Is it tough to pick one favorite story you've done while you've been up here on a certain thing? Ooh, um, I mean, I can think of a few things. I, I can tell you the coolest single moment that I covered here was Bryce Harmon of Ellsworth in 2016, hitting after his number two seed Ellsworth team. This is my first tournament. Was trailing Caribou. Uh, by three, takes it off an inbound second left with a completely sold-out cross-center and hits a half-court shot to tie it, send it to overtime, and then Bruce St. Peter hit a uh, buzzer beater in overtime to give them the win. That was like one of the coolest moments I covered. Cool stories. It's hard for me to pinpoint one specific story. Um, I, I did a piece on the Scout Egan boys basketball managers who've been there 20 plus years and are just legends in their area that was a lot of fun uh, sean stackhouse the public address announcer for the university of maine also is a professional broadcaster for esports and that was one of my favorite pieces too so there's just so many great ones and uh it, it's crazy i mean literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of stories so it's hard to pinpoint just one talking with john alba uh now it is time to discuss uh, the weekend that was. Of course, it was SummerSlam weekend. And, you know, Ryan and I were talking about this a little earlier. Like, you know, I feel I, I have a special place in my heart a little bit for WrestleMania, uh, a special place in my heart for WrestleMania. You know, that becomes like a big thing every every spring. And 
Uh, of course, Royal Rumble, too. Like, when Royal Rumble starts, that's kind of like the kickoff to WrestleMania. So it's kind of like those two events are kind of intertwined with each other. SummerSlam has kind of its own thing. Like, it's kind of the... When you used to go... When I when I was a kid, I used to have to rent the home videos for those, you know, up at Decor in Rumford. <laughs> I knew Ryan would laugh at that. He'd be like, yeah, well, I remember that. I'd also have to rent the VCR, too, because they did have VCRs for rent. There. Yes, they did. That was, that was handy. Um, I mean, look, I, I got into old wrestling tapes. I mean, that's, you yeah. know, I only had access to a VCR, so I'm with you on that. I, <laughs> that I was, understand that. That's how it, it was funny, too, because, like, when we did end up finally getting a VCR, like, we'd have to go to different places. So, like, the only thing I would do is when somebody would be like, hey, you want to go rent a movie? I'd be like, yeah, sure. I would look everywhere and figure out who, what wrestling tape was available. So, like, Bartash's, right. Bartash's down in Dixfield would have, like, a couple of the Summer Slams, some profile on Bret Hart and some other thing hosted by Lord Alfred Hayes. And then like Decor would have all the WrestleManias and then would always have like the big four as they came out and stuff like that. It was always so. And you'd have to wait like four or five weeks oh, yeah. to see this stuff when it came out there because you weren't buying it on pay-per-view back then. I think so. SummerSlam, right. I think SummerSlam's like says, you know, the final, summer's winding down. Summer's so it's winding like, down. Yeah. That's the big. Yeah, that's kind of the that's kind of like the beginning of the end for it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, everything's kind of there and everything's right around the corner. A um, couple of changes last night. Title changes. Um, what did you think of the show? Um, I think top to bottom, it was a relatively strong show. Um, these marathon pay per views, man, it's just. It's just so much. It's, it's so much to take in. And, like, you know, if you watched that whole pre-show yesterday, too, I'm not sure if you guys watched the whole pre-show, but if you did, then this was a six-hour show. Yes. Right. Yeah. It's just crazy. Um, uh, I thought a strong opener to the show with Seth Rollins and Dolph Ziggler that Started a little slow, but really heat up and got really, really good towards the end. Um, I think that Samoa Joe and AJ Styles told a master class in how to how to pace out a pro wrestling match and how to take the crowd on a roller coaster. I, I don't love DQ finishes, but I guess in this instance it made sense. Um, I thought Brian and Miz had a fun, hard-hitting match. Uh, that's clearly leading to much more. And, uh, man, they pulled an ultimate bait and switch with uh, this whole Strowman stuff and Reigns. You know, they just they wanted to get that match a decent reception, and I guess they figured the way to do it would be not to let the crowd hijack it, get Braun Strowman out there for them to see and for them to want to see this match because they want to see who Braun Strowman's going to face after. And then the moment Roman wins, that pay-per-view goes off the air, so they... They got exactly what they wanted. They played them like puppets. And uh, I, I had a few friends who were in attendance who filled me in as to how the crowd was really feeling afterwards. But if you were watching it on TV alone, it certainly came off a whole lot better than I think you would have thought. Yeah, they uh, they were really setting it up for this this whole thing. Uh, with this, I, You know what's really sad about this whole thing, though? Like they've destroyed Kevin Owens in this feud. Like there is, <laughs> that they did. there is no legitimate heel on Raw right now. Like there, there really isn't. There, there's, there's to me, there's not a legitimate heel on Raw. I think that's something that's that's really missing right now. Yeah, I mean, you got 
Ziggler, you got McIntyre. I, I would imagine that Dean Ambrose will soon be joining that fold, too. Just how kind of everything's been set up here. And it could happen as soon as tonight, for all we know. Um, you know, the, the Raw and SmackDown after SummerSlam are usually pretty important episodes, kind of like that post-WrestleMania show. Uh, so I would imagine you're going to get some of that. Uh, truth be told, you know, if I got the pen tonight, I'm giving Brock Lesnar his rematch on Monday Night Raw, not your main event. Uh, you're pushing a huge number with that. Uh, Brock Lesnar is on Raw tonight. She's been advertised for it. So I'm, I'm curious to see where things go in that front. Good point. It's interesting. I was, I think a lot of people were also hoping for the Paul Heyman turn last night too. You know, there was a lot of there are a lot of things that people were speculating all the way up until. So there are some yeah, things you and, saw and some and things look, you didn't. There's there's only so many things that you can do in terms of pulling a rabbit out of the hat. You know, you got the Becky Lynch turn last night, which I think popped more huge. Fans, more fans really want to be in her corner as a baby face than want to boo her. Yeah. And, and I think that was very evident with that turn last night. And I kind of hope they realize that. And, and maybe, I mean, Charlotte's a great heel when, when you have her work that role. So I'm, I'm curious to see if they kind of try to harness that energy and, and flip it. Because I think the crowd does genuinely care about Becky Lynch and they want to see her succeed. Well, and it's amazing, too, because that would be, you know, if you spin that out on Tuesday night and Charlotte, like, acts mortally offended and snaps at the fans... I mean, that's the easiest, that's such yeah. an easy, that, that's so easy. You know what I mean? Because it, the, I've never, that, that, was, that, that crowd last night, like I understand why, it's a long, long event. But they, they really, I thought, hurt some of the, the viewpoint of the matches, you know, from the way they were acting with different things. But that, they were just, they were like, you know, the Silver Dome in 87 when Becky Lynch uh, uh just snapped on, on Charlotte after the No, hugging. they went crazy. I, they, they absolutely did, and I'm, I'm with you. I'd like to see them kind of just try to reverse force. You know, do it while you can and and take advantage of that uh, because, look, she's a likable personality, and, you know, why not try to harness that energy? What do you, what do you think is the next move for Strowman? Because I'm assuming they're not going to feed reins to Strowman right away. Like, they're going to make this build up. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I think the way that I envision it, I don't know. I mean, you kind of just said yourself, what other heels can go after Roman Reigns? So I, I don't think there really are any right now. So I, I foresee Braun Strowman being the one to chase Roman Reigns. I mean, you could always go back and revisit Bobby Lashley and Reigns, too, because they're one and one So... There's, there's always a route that you could go with that. I think tonight will be foretelling of all of that because there still is Paul Heyman wild, fact, wild card factor out there. We could see another championship match tonight. Braun Strowman could easily cash in. Uh, uh, you know, Braun Strowman could have learned from last night that he shouldn't have just waited there and taken his time. So uh, I'm, I'm curious to see the route they go. But if I were... If I were looking into the near future here, I, I would suspect that Braun Strowman is probably the one that's next in line for this title, and I, I would expect him to be cashing in very, very shortly. Um, but, you know, there are guys out there, like I said, uh, Bobby Lashley, uh, maybe a little too early for a guy like Elias to be going for that title. Um, just maybe doesn't quite have the credibility yet. Uh, but 
I mean, plus you never know who's going to come up. You know, this is certainly the time of the year when call-ups do happen from NXT. Uh, and I'm, I'm not sure if there is anyone out there right now that I would call up, but uh, we got a pretty great show this past weekend, so I'm excited by that. Well, I was about to ask you, that was a, a good show on, on Saturday night. Velveteen Dreams uh, 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 pants that, that said, uh, call me up, Vince, I thought were pretty pretty well done. Pretty, Be careful what you wish for. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I've seen what happens to a lot of guys that come up from NXT. I mean, look at what they've done with Finn Balor. I mean, uh, a lot of that was because he got hurt after he won the, the Universal title. But, I mean... They put him in a squash match last night with, with Baron Corbin. It's like, yeah, they could be doing way more than that. About, that was all about getting the demon back on TV, though. And that I thought that actually went over really well. And I thought that was exactly what it needed to be for what it was. Uh, because you had seen that match, what, twice now on yeah. television. And there was nothing more that could have been added to that except for the demon. So I think that was a good good way to say it. And look, Finn Balor is a guy who could go after Roman Reigns, too. You know, it's, it's plausible. He... Never lost that title, so he, he does have that claim to him. Yeah. That's just Kevin Owens. Yeah. Even though, like you said, his credibility right now is in the toilet. Too. Yeah. I mean, they've almost made him a comedy character. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's weird. Like, they've. Like, they did that same thing with Mick Foley after he went off the top of the cage. You know what I mean? There was a lot more comedy to him and stuff like that for, for a little bit there, you know, with him and yep. the sock and, and everything else. And they've kind of done that with Owens and still kept him heel at the same time because they still kept him kind of cowardly and everything else. It's just it's sort of amazing how much they can, they can occasionally take the shine off of a guy if they really want to. Hey, I mean, that's pro wrestling. There's trends in pro wrestling, you know. And, and as I was watching this show, I, don't get me wrong, I did enjoy this show, but... The thing right now about pro wrestling is there's just so much good pro wrestling out there right now. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I, I'm i not sure if you watch New Japan or whatnot, but I watch New Japan pretty regularly and, like, just got done with the G1 last week, and the finals was one of the best matches I've seen in years. So, like, you know, when, when you have that high quality of pro wrestling out there, even look no further than Limitless Wrestling, and maybe I say that biasly, but it's the truth. And it, it's all out there, and you got All In coming up in a few weeks, which is so exciting. You know, there's just so much good stuff out there. So when you have the top, 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 the cream of the crop, maybe not necessarily delivering on all the fronts that you would like it to, there are alternatives out there. And I think that's the coolest thing about pro wrestling right now, when all said and done. You had that great NXT show. You had, a, for all intents and purposes, a pretty decent SummerSlam but there's so much more on the horizon that you know is going to be great across the spectrum, and that's a really great thing. 100% true. Those that aren't going to, like, the indie shows and, and the NJPW. So NJPW is coming to uh, Lewiston. They are here. coming to Lewiston. Yep, they're months. coming to Lewiston, which is so awesome, because I'll tell you what, I'm a firm believer in this. Without the resurgence that Limitless has brought to that area and some of the other promotions like Pro Wrestling Takeover, I don't think Lewiston is on New Japan or Ring of Honor's radar at all. I agree. 100 percent makes sense i mean there was a i remember there was a run where uh, wwe stopped in before boy it was before december pay-per-view a couple of years ago and then the, the run of wrestling that came in after that and, and mma like it was kind of nice to see the lewiston uh, you know it was nice to see the call say you know kind of get back to where it was and you know remind people oh hey remember muhammad ali fought here you know maybe we yeah. could have some sort of fighting-ish sort of thing here you know like Seems like a seems like a pretty good place to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt about it. And and that's really great for this area. And I just when all is said and done, one of my 
proudest things that I will have done in my three years here is knowing that even if it was in a small way that I was able to help contribute to that pro wrestling resurgence these past few years. You know, I, I had a chance to work with a lot of different promotions in the area, and it was so much fun. It was so much fun, especially knowing that you're putting out a good product and, and making fans happy and, and seeing how things have evolved. That's really awesome. And, and I, I hope that one day, you know, Portland, Maine can hold a pay-per-view. You know, I, I hope that's plausible and that's within the future. And I don't, I don't know if it's that, that far away. So let's see if that happens. Everybody loves Portland, you know. Everybody loves it when they come up Great here. They like man. they love it here. Good. Oh yeah, it's it's the foodie paradise. You know what I mean? So you can't complain. I mean, you can hang on. I I could see one hosting up one in Bangor at some point. You know, Wharf for the North yeah. or something. You I know, mean, that, that would definitely be a stretch because I, I, from what I've seen, it, the shows that come up there do struggle to sell. Um, but the facility's beautiful, no doubt about that. Well, and that's the thing. If you can. If you could figure out a way to get some people, maybe from the other side of the border, if they're like, there's no Quebec Hart family now. You know what I mean? We can't get some right. Quebecian Hart family going up there and and make that area something. Like to me, that seems like it would, that would be an easy thing to do. You know what I mean? There's got to be throw Pierre Carl Allet on there, man. Let me tell you, he was the absolute coolest person I've ever worked the show with PCO. And you know, you look at one of the freaking Quebecers from back in the 80s and 90s, and now he's having this career resurgence in his 50s. It's unbelievable. So, hey, maybe he's your top draw. Telling you, it, it, it couldn't hurt. You know what I mean? That's that's the way I look at it. John, thank you very I'm much. I know you. you're. Uh, this is your last week up here. So, you got any, you got any big things planned? You're going to play Barbara Streisand in your last broadcast? Anything going on? <laughs> you know what? I, I, I really want to spend the week just, expressing my gratitude to everyone here who has taken a moment to say hi to me on the street or at a story or watch one of my newscasts or guys like you who brought me on to talk about stuff. It's it's really something that I'm just so incredibly appreciative of and grateful for. And, uh, you know, it, it, it helps make you part of the community. And you guys took this kid from Jersey and uh, accepted him as one of your own. And, and I really, really do genuinely appreciate that so thank you and everyone else who might be listening it's it's really been just such a fun three years john thank you very much we'll uh once i figure out what's once we know what the next gig is we'll we'll discuss you know i, I would love to still have you come on and, and talk about uh, wrestling and stuff like Absolutely, that too so man, you got it so you just keep that in mind and, and let me know you know if you if your tights got you called up by vince that's totally fine too i totally get that so <laughs> thanks man thank you guys hey, john. see you later john alba from fox abc maine we will have more on the way Felix Daly from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network.